Wow, what a game. It lived up to the height. It was a 4.30 game, nationally televised pretty much throughout the country. The Eagles escaped with a 43-35 victory over the Los Angeles Rams to clinch the NFC East division title, the team's first playoff berth and division crown since the 2013 season. But of course, we all want to know what's the status of quarterback Carson Wentz moving forward. Hello everyone, I'm Chris McPherson and welcome to the post-game show presented by Rico. I'm joined alongside former Eagles linebacker Ike Reese. So much to unpack from this victory, such a resilient game, just one of the most hard-fought Eagles victories that I've witnessed, and I'm sure you probably, you could say you've witnessed, I think all of us in Eagles Nation have witnessed in quite some time, Ike. So in the short term, we are all celebrating the fact that the Eagles are definitely going back to the postseason. And certainly we all thought that this time was coming. But of course, big picture, we all want to know who is going to be the quarterback moving forward. All we know at this moment is that quarterback Carson Wentz injured his left knee in the third quarter running into the end zone. He stayed in. He threw the touchdown pass on fourth down to Alshon Jeffrey. He came out, went to the locker room. The, the team told the media that he has a left knee injury. We're going to hear from head coach Doug Pearson in a little bit. At this point, that's all that's official. That's all that's known. All the other reports, whatever else you're reading on social media, that's just conjecture at this point. We are waiting to find out from the head coach what the latest is. But first, Ike, we should celebrate such a resilient victory by this Eagles team, which has been through so much, not just this season, but through the course of this game alone. Trailing 7-0 early after the Wentz interception, getting a 21-7 lead, having a 10-point lead at halftime. A special teams play helped brought the Rams back in the third quarter, but the Eagles get behind Nick Foles, get a couple of field goals late, and hold on for the 43-35 victory. Yeah, it's tough to bury the lead here, though. Great win by the Eagles today. Yes. I mean, it was an exhausting football game. When you look at two of the top offenses in the league, they certainly lived up to that. Both teams coming in, averaging over 30 points in this game. You see the final score, 43-35, to 35, late defensive touchdown from Brandon Graham to really push this game with it, uh, to eight points. But this was a closely contested game from beginning to end. It started off with a turnover ends with a turnover uh, in favor of the Eagles, but I can't help but be somewhat uh, a, a little bit tempered in my excitement, not knowing what the future holds for our franchise quarterback right now who left this game late in the third quarter after putting the Eagles up late in the game with a touchdown pass to Carson, I mean to uh, Alshon Jeffrey. But if you just want to go back to the game and you look at the ins and outs of the game, I mean, you're talking about two of the heavyweights in the NFC. This game was built up Carson versus Jared Goff, the number one and number two picks of last year's draft. It certainly lived up to that billing. Carson with an early interception that led to uh, the Rams' first score of the game. Jared Goff with a costly fumble, sacked by Chris Long late in this game, which led to the Eagles taking the lead. I mean, just a great game. You talk about all the hype leading up to this game. Sometimes the matchups don't necessarily play out the way you sort of break them down throughout the week and you sort of anticipate it. But for me, easily the game of the day, quite possibly the game of the year in this 2017 season. Just a great victory for the Eagles on the road against a very uh, tough team who knew that they needed to win this game at home before they head out on the road to face Seattle next week and then Tennessee two weeks from now. These two teams fighting for positions in the postseason, fighting for that bye week 
Eagles get the tough win, clinch the NFC East, so we're, we're assured a home playoff game as division champs to this point. We'll see how the rest of the season plays out. But, Chris, I, I, can't, I can't get it off my mind, man. The quarterback no. went out of the game, and until we hear from Doug Peterson that everything is going to be okay, whether we hear it when Doug takes to the podium uh, in, in a few moments or whether it's tomorrow when I'm sure he's probably going to have an MRI and they find out definitely what the situation is with Carson's knee. It's really tough to really celebrate such a great victory because you just didn't know how this game was going to turn out coming in. And the Eagles coming off a tough loss last week in Seattle certainly wanted to get a split versus these two teams. They're able to persevere in a back-and-forth game. Defense had really struggled all day to slow this Rams offense down. Chris Long comes up with the big sack late in the game, strip fumble That's what you're of Jared Goff. Great recovery from Rodney McLeod and eventually – uh, Jake Elliott is able to put the Eagles ahead 37-35. And from that point on, Eagles deep and still had to go out there and stop this Ram offense. It was more than enough time on the clock for the Rams to go down and kick a field goal. And we know that kicker, Zerline, he can kick it from about 65 yards. So they certainly wouldn't have needed much field position. So when the Eagles defense took the field, even after they took the lead, they certainly still had to come up with a uh, stop on downs against the Rams. They're able to get a three and out, force the Rams to punt. Rams don't get the ball back until there's one second left in the game. Great first down pickup. Nelson Aguilar, Nick Foles able to come in like Mariano Rivera uh, to close the game out. Had some timely throws. We'll go with Brad Lynch. We'll, we'll keep it. Brad Lynch. Okay, we'll I wanted to get him. Want, you know, so. Nikki Six is my man. So, of course. coming in in a tough situation in a close game. Yes. Not not easy to close that game out against the Rams. He's able to come up with some timely throws. None bigger than that first down he picked up to Nelson Aguilar. That, this is the reason why Nick Foles was brought in. And it seems very fitting to me that Nick Foles happened to be the quarterback back in 2013 when the Eagles last won the division. And you go back to Nick Foles' greatest performance of his career, seven touchdown throws against the Oakland Raiders happening in the state of California. Today's game is here in California. He's a West Coast guy from Arizona. So, you know, it was a perfect setting for him to be able to come through in a big way. From Texas, plays college ball at Arizona. So, huge performance for him. And, you know, again, it's just the resiliency of this football team through losing key guys throughout the course of the season. They've lost the likes of... Jason Peters, of Jordan Hicks, Darren Sproles, and they're able to find ways to come back and still be the top. Right now, they are the number one team in the NFC. There's no tiebreakers, no nothing there. Minnesota lost to Carolina. The Eagles are the top team with an 11-2 record. So as long as they take care of the business down the stretch, and they have three very winnable games no matter who's in at quarterback the rest of the way. They have the Giants, who lost to the Cowboys today. They have the Oakland Raiders, who have struggled. They're 6-7 and seven after losing to the Chiefs. And the then Chiefs. they end the season against the Cowboys. Okay, so if the Eagles can handle their business in the last three weeks, the road to the Super Bowl will go through Philadelphia. Okay, so you're not just going to get that home field. You're not just getting the first round by. You're going to get home field advantage throughout the course of the playoffs. So no matter what happens to this team moving forward, that they will have to play at the link in order to be knocked out. So that's something that's at least reassuring as we try to figure out what's going to happen with this team moving forward. But just an amazing scenario for Nick to come in and on the last offensive drive, that third down call, easily Doug could have just said, we're going to take a run, hand it off to Ajayi, keep the clock running, force a timeout by the Rams. But no, he threw the ball at the sticks. Aguilar caught the ball away from his body, a tremendous throw, brilliant catch, gutsy call there. 
Clutch play by both the players involved there. They get the first down, and that allowed them to whittle the clock down to the final seconds where all the Rams had was that gadget trick play, which Brandon Graham was able to recover the fumble and return it for the touchdown. Yeah, I mean, Doug Peterson, I mean, you just think about some of the aggressive calls that he made today, going for it on fourth down to put the Eagles up when Carson Wentz was able to hit Alshon Jeffrey for that touchdown. Most people would have kicked the field goal there. Doug said, no, we're going for it. And his team came through for him. They backed him and every aggressive call that he's made throughout the year, and they typically come through for him. You know, lost in all of this with Nick Foles closing out the game and Carson Wentz being injured on that uh, go-ahead touchdown to Alshon Jeffrey is the magnificent performance that Carson Wentz was putting on throughout this game. I mean, four touchdowns uh, before he exited the game, close to 300 yards. I mean, he answered every call that needed to be answered when the Rams made a charge. Carson Wentz was there to come up with big throw after big throw, uh, timely play after timely play, showing why he's a franchise quarterback and why the future is bright for this ball club as they move forward. I mean, just a magnificent performance between really both of these young quarterbacks. Again, Carson made the early mistake with the interception that led to the touchdown for the Rams to give them the early lead. But I love the way he settled down, collected himself, kept his composure, and became the aggressive gunslinging quarterback that we've grown to love in the time that he's been here as the franchise QB for this team, leading this team back. Every time the Rams took the lead, he was able to come back and answer it with the touchdown himself. No Zach Ertz today, his number one target out. Did that change the game plan? No. Did it change where Carson was going to go with the football, with the plays that are being called? No. Trey Burton, Brent Selleck, big days today. Absent Zach Ertz, tight end still stepped up. Love the way Carson still showed the confidence in the rest of those guys. And how about Torrey Smith's day? Torrey Smith with his best game as an Eagle, he came up with some big plays. I mean, right before the half, the big play that he had for the Eagles to get the field goal. I mean, it was just it was just a uh, a good, well balanced offense all around the day. Really high powered back and forth all day long. Look at that, 100 yards yeah. for Torrey Smith. Two huge catches, both coming on third down. The one at the end of the first half was so critical because if the Rams got the ball back, right. they could have had a chance to go down and score and add some more points to cut into that Eagles lead just before the half. But that, like you said, kept the Rams from getting the ball and gave some additional points for the Eagles. So they took a 10-point lead into the intermission. And the other third down one just flipped the field position. Yep. Okay, so Torrey Smith using that speed in a huge way to help boost the Eagles offense today. You know, the best thing that we've seen is someone has stepped up, it seems like, in recent weeks, where a couple weeks ago, you know, Zach Ertz gets 100 yards. Okay, last week in the losing effort to Seattle, it was Nelson Aguilar having a big day. Today, it's Torrey Smith. There are so many weapons on this offense. And you go back to the day by the tight ends. Not just the performance they had, but Trey Burton. I think back to that second touchdown grab. With the pinpoint accuracy by Carson Wentz on the throw, the tough grab in traffic, it was nice coverage, by the Los Angeles Rams defense on the play, but still to be able to come down with that and to showcase and show that no matter who's injured, guys are going to step up to fill that role. And we just saw that throughout the course of the day. Even when number 11 goes down, Nick Foles comes in and is able to lead the offense to a pair of scoring drives, which was just enough to get the victory today. So, you know, Doug has pushed the right buttons with his team pretty much all season long. And I really wanted to know how this team was going to respond after the loss. And in some ways, to me, Ike, I think that interception was probably the best thing because I think it kind of settled the Eagles down. It at least settled, I think, Carson Wentz down yeah. to say he's probably thinking, I'm going against Jared Goff. It's the, you know, 
not the primetime game, but the big national 430 game. Everybody's going to be watching. We're coming off the loss. You know, we're playing another playoff-bound team. What are we going to do? You know, he throws an interception early. It kind of lets him step back and say, okay, I've made my mistake. I can settle down, and now I can get into my rhythm. And after that, he was on fire. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, the, and the best thing about the offense was getting up early 21-7. That took Todd Gurley out of the game. Todd Gurley was just a man among boys out there for the Rams offense today. Yeah. The defense struggled all day long trying to contain him. He was able to get easily through the defensive line. And, you know, Sean McVay, to his credit, does a great job of scheming the offense so that it spreads out the defense to open up those huge gaps. And the Eagles, they like to play the nickel defense predominantly. You know what? You're going to have an extra defensive back on the field. If you're not playing that base defense, it's going to lighten things just a little bit there. And I think the Rams did a great job of taking advantage because even if you say you want to load up and stop Gurley, there's weapons on the perimeter. Sammy yeah. Watkins had the touchdown. You know, Robert Woods obviously was, was injured today, but they have Farrell Cooper. You know, there's, there's Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, obviously, that's, with that's... with that one play that nobody could stop. There's, yeah. plenty, there's plenty of other weapons in Arsenal. It's not just a one-man show there in Los Angeles. Jared Goff doing a great job distributing the ball to all the weapons to, you know, really pick apart this Eagles defense until the very end when the Eagles had to bear down thinking, look, Carson's not saving us today. Right. We've got to back Nick Foles up, and they were able to step up in a huge way to get the win and seize the division crown in the process. Well, listen, make no mistake about it. Jim Swartz and uh, uh, Wade Phillips will both be burning this game yes. tape. <laughs> neither, one, neither one of those defensive coordinators uh, are going to be proud about what they're seeing on film. But the fact that Jim Swartz guys came up with the plays late in the game, that's something he'll certainly hang his hat on. Once the Rams became sort of one-dimensional, it became a little easier for the Eagles to defend them. Once they got down and it looked like Sean McVay was going to abandon the run, Jared Goff dropping back time after time, it gave a chance for that Eagles defensive line to pin their ears back and get after Jared Goff. Fletcher Cox was in Jared Goff's face all day today. Brandon Graham, we know he lives in the backfield on a regular basis, week in and week out. Tim Jernigan around the quarterback uh, uh, throughout the day. So, you know, the secondary, listen, they gave up plays, but they were able to come up with plays as well uh, late in that game. And when you're facing two high-powered offenses that can sort of beat you through the air and on the ground, it's going to be difficult to slow them down. It, it just is. And I would have been surprised had either of these defenses were able to hold the other's offense to under 20 points. I expected this game to be in the high 20s somewhere. Got up a little higher than I, 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 I anticipated. But when you're looking at the type of offensive firepower both teams possess, you're going to expect points to be on the board. And the Rams even came away with special teams points, being able to block a point, I mean block a punt. You rarely see that from the Eagles special teams, but they gave up a punt block for a touchdown today also. And it's amazing that that wasn't a backbreaker because at the time you're thinking to yourself, the Eagles are unraveling. The Eagles had the 10-point lead at halftime yeah. but can't get things going there in the second half. The, you thought, okay, if the Eagles can stop the Rams' offense to start the second half, you know, that would be tremendous. It would put the Eagles in position to add to that lead and make the Rams one-dimensional once again. But the Rams march down the field and score. The Eagles struggle through a three and out, go to punt the ball away, and then it's blocked. And former Eagles draft pick Blake Countess is the, is the one who's <laughs> returning the ball into the end zone. And right there, the Eagles could have just packed up shop and said, you know what, it's not going to be it for us. You know, right? But that's not the case. It's been this way throughout the course of the season where they've had their backs against the wall and they've been able to fight back. So you love seeing that fight from the team, and they're just going to have to have it moving forward, you know, whether or not 
Carson Wentz is injured, they're going to need to show this resiliency because this is a team you might see again in the playoffs. I mean, the last two weeks, you've seen teams who are most likely going to be in the playoffs here, and you might be seeing them, thankfully, you know, getting the edge today over the Rams. They'll have to come to Philadelphia most likely instead of traveling back out on the West Coast to whether it's Los Angeles or Seattle. And again, we don't, we don't know uh, how long or if, uh, uh, if any time Carson is going to Certainly, miss because yes. we don't know the extent of the injury. But I will tell you this. I've uh, been on teams that have experience with losing key guys late in the season. Lost Donovan McNabb after he broke his ankle against the Arizona Cardinals. I believe it was the 10th game of the season. He missed the last six, six games of the season. Uh, Veteran-laden team. We're able to go 5-1 and one with A.J. Finley at the quarterback position. Lost T.O. in 2004, I believe, in the 13th or 14th game of the season. We all know how that turned out. Still able to go to the Super Bowl. T.O. made his return. So I think regardless of the extent of the injury and how much time Carson may or may not miss. This isn't something that the team can sort of let hang over their heads. They certainly have goals in mind. Uh, the mantra for this team has always been about the team. There is no I in team, so there's never, it's never about one person, right? So you lose a guy, it's been about next man up every time. And so uh, when the news comes out, uh, to the extent of this, the team will just have to rally around the situation and keep keep this train rolling until Carson is able to get back on the field uh, as soon as possible. Let's go back to 2002 there for a second, okay? Because it was the latter half of the season, you know, and it was the year after the run all the way to the, your first run to the NFC yeah. Championship game where you guys lost to the Rams. So obviously big things are expected. You're on your way to win the division again. How did you guys keep things from unraveling? How did you guys say to yourselves, all right, we're, we're going to trust in, you know, Coy Detmer and then A.J. Feely and yeah. be able to trust in them to lead us down the stretch and not knowing whether or not Diamond would be able to make a return for the playoffs. Well, I will say the big difference for us was that we were a team that had gone through a couple of postseasons together. We were a veteran-laden team that, uh, that had experienced win winning. Uh, we were a defensive really oriented team we really the defense was really our calling card for that team we held teams of 17 and other points i think that was one of our best seasons of the gym when it came to uh fewest points allowed so we didn't put a lot of pressure on our offense to have to score a ton of points could allow andy to let uh um, aj feely and, and coy detmer for the game that he was in against san francisco to sort of feel the feel their way through uh, a game and really just not give up a ton of points. We know this is an offensive team. This team can put up 30 points a game, but what's good for them is that they have a good defense. This isn't a defense that's given up a ton of points all year long, despite what you saw today. Uh, I think this is something that they'll be able to rally around. Again, we don't know how long they will have to do this, but when you got veterans like Chris Long, Malcolm Jenkins, guys of that nature, Rodney McLeod, guys that have been in this league, Patrick Peterson, who's been in this league for a long time, that's won a lot of football games, they know that the strongest link, you know, comes together, right? You're only as strong as your weakest link. And when you lose a guy, the next man has to step up. That's three cliches for you right there in one sense. <laughs> How you like that? Take note. You like that? That's three. Impressive. That's three for about one. About as impressive there. as the Eagles touchdown <laughs> celebrations. But now, since you guys back in 2002 were a defensive-laden team, did you guys talk amongst yourselves and say, we got to pick up the slack? Okay, we lost the quarterback. We lost the franchise number five. Yeah. But it's on us to make sure that we don't put added pressure on whoever has to step in there. Yeah, I can remember Jim Johnson in, in, the, in the, the meetings that we that first meeting saying, hey, we know what we need to do. We got to pick it up in here. Okay? We can't give up a ton of points. 
can't give up a ton of points. And so we went out there to San Francisco and played well, and Coy Detmer gets hurt. Then we're coming back to play the greatest show on turf. Uh, I think it was a Sunday evening game, 4.30 game, bitter cold outside. Uh, defense stepped up, didn't give up a touchdown, even scored a touchdown, wound up winning the game 10-3. to And really, from that point on, we sort of took off uh, as a defense and didn't give up a ton of points and was able to get home field advantage and hold down the fort until Donovan was able to come back in the playoffs. Now take us through 2004. What would you say was the difference? Because obviously it's not the quarterback. But T.O. was an integral part of the offense that season and brought a lot of the swagger oh, to yeah. that football team, to that offense. Really got things going on that side of the ball. So, but at that point, it was later in the season, and you guys already knew you were destined to pretty much win the division. You were running away with it. Right. You were going to have probably, you know, the bye for the first round, at the least home field advantage all wrapped up. What was the difference going from 2002 and what you learned then and being able to apply it in 2004? Again, another veteran-laden team. You know, a team that had been together for years, that have gone through uh, the wars, uh, of going through, you know, tough seasons. We had the experience of losing Donovan uh, in prior seasons. And T.O. was our offense. I know we had Brian Westbrook and other guys, but T.O. was the guy that made everything go because he drew so much attention wherever he was on the field. It made the rest of the offense easy uh, to operate. And this is a similar situation. I think we lost T.O. in the 13 to 14 game of the season. We had just locked up the number one seed in the NFC. Andy eventually set the starters the last two games of the season, not worrying about if we won those games. And the, the, the first team offense, the first team defense basically rested for the next three to four weeks until we had to play the Minnesota Vikings. And the Eagles locked up the NFC East, so they've locked up a home playoff game to this point. Right now they sit as the number one seed, but there's still three games left to go. And there's team, there are teams that are right behind them. So I'm not so sure whether or not uh, Doug can sit guys because you don't have the number one seed locked up, and that's certainly still going to be a goal of theirs. So they still have the pressure of having to play at least for another week until you see the rest of the NFC play itself out, whereas we had the benefit of the game we lost T.O. in we locked up the whole NFC, and so it didn't matter who played the last two weeks of the season. The Eagles are very fortunate that Minnesota lost because when you looked at the schedule the last couple of weeks, it seemed like that this was the gauntlet where the Vikings were going to slip up at some point. Yeah. And you figured the Eagles got to be able to take advantage to get a game on them moving forward. So it looked like that they were going to try a rally to beat the Panthers today, but luckily the Panthers, they too had something to play for. They're in the mix in the NFC South. So for them, it was good that they were able to sustain and get the victory there. The Saints losing on Thursday night also helping the Eagles. So finally, after we're, for a couple of weeks, it felt like all the teams the Eagles needed to lose kept on winning. Yeah. Some things went the Eagles' way. It's just unfortunately that while the Eagles clinched the division, they get the win over the Rams, that Carson Wentz gets injured, and we just don't know at this time what his status is going to be for the rest of the 2017 regular season. And now we can say postseason because the Eagles will be in the tournament. So, again, if you're just joining us, we are waiting to hear from head coach Doug Pearson from the Coliseum in Los Angeles. Carson Wentz left the game in the third quarter with a left knee injury after engineering a touchdown drive. That is what we know to this point. I'm sure Doug Pearson has been speaking to the trainers. That, that's going to be the big story yeah. at his press conference is what is the situation regarding Carson Wentz? What's the quarterback situation going to be moving forward? That's what we know at this time. And at any moment, we're going to be able to bring you 
Doug Peterson live. I don't expect to hear from Carson Wentz since he left the game with an injury. Yeah. Whether or not we hear from Nick Foles, if we do hear from them, we will bring that to you. So we're just standing by here as probably any moment now as the Eagles beat the Los Angeles Rams by a score of 43. I'm just catching my breath there. 43 to 35 to, again, win the NFC East for the first time since 2013. And now here's what everyone wants to hear. Head coach Doug Pearson at the Coliseum. Let's bring it to you. I'll find out more tomorrow. I, I, I just don't know. I don't know anything yet until we evaluate him fully tomorrow. It's just a report. Yeah. I'm trying to read your mind. Well, I mean, you're, you're speculating, you know, that he's going to be out. So uh, until I know more tomorrow um, on him. You know, it's hard, it's hard to say, but listen, there's a lot of leaders on that football team right now, uh, and you saw it tonight. What did you see on that play? You, you know what? I was really blocked on the play, so I, I got to check out the tape tonight on the way home. He did get up a little hobbly, you know. Um, I knew something was up, but didn't know the extent of it, obviously. Tomorrow? Uh, he'll have it tomorrow, yeah. How do you like the way Nick rallied the team? I love it. I love it. You know, this guy's come in and. Uh, he's played a lot of football games in this league. He started in this league. Um, guys have confidence in him. Uh, I have confidence in him. Um, great way to step in under these circumstances and, and pull this game out. It's, it's huge for Nick. Jubilation. I mean, this is uh, this is one of those heavyweight fights. I mean, this is uh, the, the the Rams. Great football team. Uh, we knew that coming in here. Uh, give them a lot of credit. They, you know. Um, their playoff caliber team, and, and we, we, we found a way. You know, this team's been resilient all, all season long. Uh, we're on the road, um, back to back. We, we spent a week out here. Uh, guys did a nice job focusing in and, and getting this win. Well, first of all, con congratulated them on, uh, you know, the NFC East. Um, uh, you know, they're proud of the guys, the way they fought. But, uh, you know, we get back uh, back to Philly, and, and, and we still have three games left, and, and we still have an opportunity. The road is, uh, um, or I should say, everything's still right in front of us um, for us to take, and, and uh, we just got to make sure we take care of business again this week. Well, that's what you got to have. I mean, you know, when you're in these type of games and uh, playoff type atmosphere and, and uh, you know, your back's a little bit against the wall, you, you need guys to step up and you need players to make plays. And um, that's what happened. The second half of this football game was just a gut check. And uh, I'm just so proud of the guys for the way they battled and, and hung in there tonight. Doug, in the past, you talked before about the Parsons travels, about, about being aggressive, about walking that line I never did uh, talk to you mean, when, during the game tonight. No, 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 just in general during the first season. Oh, I mean, we just have conversations about, uh, you know, just understanding where you are and, and what you're doing and, and getting down and sliding to protect your body. I mean, he's a quarterback. He, under, he understands that. And, uh, um, you know, we, 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 we talk about it, uh, you, know, with all our, you know, with all our guys. I don't know. I mean, not until I get further information. I didn't. I didn't address any injury after the game. Sorry if this was already happened. If the injury happened on the play before, uh, before he left, what does it say about his toughness? 
Yeah, I mean, that's it's a great question. Um, it just shows how, how tough he really is, uh, you know, to, to, to be – uh, to be a little banged up at that time and then to on a fourth down to make that throw and Alshon to make that catch and um, again just uh, mental and physical toughness uh, by he as a quarterback but but uh, we also had a lot of guys kind of make plays in that second half that we needed and it showed a lot of, a lot of toughness by the football team. Hey, so on that fourth down play, what was it yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's really a it's an ideal situation. Uh, even if you don't get it, you know, they're backed up on about the two yard line, and and um, again, anything can happen at that. It's early in the game, and you know, you get a chance to uh, early in the second half, I should say, and you get a chance to uh, um, really, if you if you if you make it, obviously, it's it's a it's a uh, it's a shot for us offensively and and for as a team. If you don't make it, our defense takes the field at the at the two yard line, three yard line, and and. Uh, um, you know, it's, uh, it's it's sort of a win-win, you know, for us. Well, we brought Nate in here for that reason, obviously, and um, you know, going forward, we'll we'll evaluate that. But but we're we're comfortable with the guys that we have. Yeah. Did you open Carson yet? Uh, I just saw him inside. Yeah. Oh, he was excited. He was excited. NFC East champs. I mean, he's he's fired up. You know, he's excited, and uh, we'll get back on the plane and and. Uh, you know, get ready for next week. With Trey Burton having an early involvement, was that by design or kind of where to play came, like where to play directed blacks? How was he able to have such a big role early in the game? Yeah, you know, Trey's a Trey's a tremendous athlete. Uh, he works extremely hard. He's a you know, he's a core special teams player for us and, and really you know, Trey hasn't probably gotten a lot of offensive plays this year, but when he has, if you go back to the Denver game, when he has, he, he's made the most of his opportunity. He did that tonight. Uh, real proud of real proud of the way Trey played. No, no, I didn't. What's this win mean for you? Excuse me. What's this win mean for you? It just gets us to 11. Just gets us to 11, and we're we're one step closer to where we want to be. Um, my mentality all along has been, you know, and we set goals before the season starts. Obviously, NFC East, we check the box, put it behind us, and we move on. It's the New York Giants next week. Yeah, right now he's still in. How much of a challenge was this for the defense today? Going into the game, guys are tied for those points in the NFL. The defense trooped with one way more stops, but at the end of the day, they have Well, again, offensively, they're very explosive. You're coming in with two offenses that are that are uh, tied in points, and you, you look at the score tonight. I mean, it's uh, you know a two-point game, and it's uh, it's unbelievable. Um, they're a good offense. I mean, they got a great running back. Their offensive line is, is uh, again, one of the one of the best in the league. Uh, their quarterback has been real efficient uh, all season long, making plays down the field, and um, defense. I mean, this is a you saw tonight a solid football team over there, and uh, they they've uh, you know you know I, there's probably a chance we see them so, somewhere in the near future. So what happened at left guard? What happened at left guard? Uh, just yeah, with you know with uh, ankle, and uh, then again went with uh, went with chance. Because of the ankle. And then why Isaac? Why Isaac? Just get them both in there, um, you know, and, and get them both some work in this in this game. All right, guys. All right, there's head coach Doug Pearson leaving the podium at the Coliseum in Los Angeles. Carson Wentz will have a full evaluation on Monday. Nothing new to report. Anything else? The coach has just speculation at this point. So we know that he has suffered a left knee injury, left the game in the third quarter. But anything beyond that, 
we just don't know and unfortunately won't know until Monday morning after the team returns from its week on the West Coast. Co it's going to be a long night. It's going to be a long night. Everyone's going to be waiting and hoping and praying and crossing their fingers, hoping for good yeah. news to come out of it. And that's all we can do at this point is yep. sit there and hope that it's a sprain. It's something that he'll be able to come back from. You know, I know it's so close to the end of the regular season, you just hope that maybe it's something he can be back from in a short amount of time. Yeah, because, again, I hate to even speak on it, but, you know, worst, worst case scenario, Certainly. you're talking about an injury that could potentially affect your 2018 season as well. I mean, we're this late in the season and to have an injury like this, you know, what it could potentially be, again, worst case scenario, this thing could, could run into the 2018 season. So, you know, there are a couple of different layers to this whole equation that we ought to be hoping for. And we're certainly hoping that he's going to be healthy and back as soon as possible. But you're talking about something that could be a few weeks, something that could be six weeks, something that could be six, eight, 12 months. You just we don't, don't know. We don't know at this point. You, you just don't know. So, like you said, you just got to hope, you got, you got to hope for the best uh, when it pertains to Carson. But obviously, Doug has a job to do as a head coach to get his team mentally ready for whatever the situation may be and get them prepared for next week. You know, you, you, you sit back. You got a long plane ride home. You enjoy today's victory. You are NFC East champs. You get the hats. You get the T-shirt. You, you will enjoy be in the that. playoffs. That is no easy feat. Every team goes into the offseason with the goal of winning their division. That's their number one goal. You know, everyone's number one goal. Ultimately, yes, is to win the Super Bowl. But when you start about realistic goals, it's about winning your division. And the Eagles can check the box for their number one goal, which is to win the NFC East. They've done that. They're going to be assured of a home playoff game, whether it's in the first round or the second round. That's something that all those players should celebrate because it was a long offseason with a lot of people that didn't have high expectations for this team, and this team should be proud of themselves that they've exceeded expectations. And I remember Malcolm Jenkins talking in the preseason, the week leading up to the first game. I don't know if he did this interview with you or someone else with the team, but I remember him saying he was asked a question, who's the team to beat in the NFC East? And he said, we are. We're the team to beat in the NFC East. And that was prior to the season beginning. So, you know, um, this team obviously had that as a goal for themselves, and they were able to accomplish that goal with a win today. He has, speaking of Malcolm Jenkins, he has the goals, not just for himself, but the team written in his locker and winning the division. Oh, cool, yeah. Is the first one. That's he always the first there. one, yes. He wants it out there. He wants it publicly known that the goal is to start off by earning a spot in the playoffs and winning the division. That's the first and foremost. And he wants it out there publicly. He's not yeah. afraid to, you know, back his team up and be able to say that we can accomplish this. Okay, not a lot of analysts at the beginning of the season thought that the Eagles would win the NFC East. A lot of people thought the Cowboys would repeat. A lot of people thought the Giants, okay, one of the biggest stories of the year, the Giants coming off their 11-win season would be in the mix for a playoff spot. They thought the Redskins could still yeah. be in the mix there, okay, with the quarterback and Kirk Cousins. I will so. say, I picked them to be 11-5 and at NFC East champ, so. Well, I hope that we're going to stop at 11. <laughs> They won 11 games. Well, no, I hope you're saying. not that good I, at your predictions, yeah, no, okay? Saying, at least we won the NFC East. Yes. Okay. I, was <laughs> gonna, I wouldn't even put the 11 at this point you're there right. just because I don't want, you're right. you know, you're we'll right. see what happens down the stretch here. But, but we got again, the 11th win. They got the 11th win, which yes. was a big one. And, again, they are right now, if the season were to end today, they would be the number one seed. They have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. So the road to Minneapolis and the Super Bowl would go through Philadelphia. But here's where we got to give a little bit of credit to Howie. Okay, Howie Roseman and the job he did this offseason is that 
he didn't leave that backup quarterback position uncovered. Okay, a lot of teams, and look, I'll say it. You can look at the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Okay, I have one of the best quarterbacks in the league in Aaron Rodgers because of him alone. The Packers are in a mix each and every year, but Aaron Rodgers goes down with the collarbone injury. Brett Hundley comes in, struggles. He's won a couple of starts of late, but, you know, if Aaron Rodgers were in there, they'd be in this discussion. They would be one of the teams here jockeying for top position in the NFC, and there was even talk that if they were still in the mix, Rodgers could come back. And one of my fears, I'll be honest, was that the Packers, sure. Packers sl slide in at that, like, number six seed, and Aaron Rodgers comes back and just runs the table to the playoffs. Like, similar week. Well, he did it last year. He, ran, he went to the NFC Championship game last year. And I think about 2010 yeah. when he came to Philadelphia in the first round, okay? It was the Michael Vick year, the year he was comeback player of the year. You know, the game went to the final seconds, but that's the year the Packers wanted to win the title, and it could have been the Eagles' year if it weren't for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. But back to your original point about bringing Nick Foles in. It yes. was the reason why I was excited about this move this offseason when we signed Nick Foles because you brought in someone – who's familiar with this offense, that Doug's familiar with, who has enough starting experience under his belt, has, has played in some big game situations where if something unfortunately happens, like today with the Wentz injury, the season wouldn't be lost, right? You got a guy who can go in there yes. and can win you some ball games as long as it's for a nice little window there. Now, we don't know how long this or how big this window will be the Nick Foles may have to play. But I tell you what, I'm not as concerned when I know Nick Foles is out there because you got a veteran quarterback that knows the offense, that have, that's played in big games. He's played in the postseason. There's enough help around him that he doesn't necessarily have to do all of it himself. You got a good defense. And so uh, Nick can be able to navigate you through this little, this little period here, depending on how long it has to be, I think, that the team will be able to rally around him. And uh, this this could be a positive, having a guy like Nick Foles in the, in, in the fold. Certainly, hope to see Stefan Wisniewski back out there on the field, yeah. okay? Didn't realize how he would be such an integral part to this team when you look back to the beginning of the season, go back to training camp preseason, everyone thought Isaac Sayamal, third round pick a yeah. year ago, he'd be the guy left guard in that position would be locked and you feel good moving forward with that spot, okay? They even tra traded Alan Barber. Okay, to Denver, feeling good about that position, but say a mile struggled, okay? They gave Chance Warmack the opportunity. He wasn't getting it done, so Wisniewski went in there, locked it down, and had been the guy. There was a rotation early on with Warmack, but the Eagles realized that the offense was just moving better, more consistently with Wisniewski in place. And then all of a sudden, the second quarter today, we start seeing Warmack in there. We're like, are they doing the rotation again? Right. There's got to be something going on. Wisniewski gets the ankle injury. He comes out. Warmack struggled. I mean, Aaron, basically, they just moved Aaron Donald to whoever was playing that left guard spot and say, blow by that person. So Warmack was benched. Samal came in. He struggled. You know, that led to a lot of pressure on Carson Wentz. He was hit multiple times because of it. It's interesting when you look at the stat sheet for Carson Wentz. He's only sacked once in a game, but he was hit, was hit countless times, over a dozen times in his football game just because he did such a great job eluding the pressure that was coming in from the offensive line. So it'll be great to get whiz. That's going to be a key injury to watch because you want to give Nick as much protection. Another thing to note here he's is... He's not as elusive as Carson he's Wentz. He's certainly not as elusive. It's, <laughs> it's almost like the difference in going from facing Russell Wilson. Oh, speaking of Nick Foles, let's send it back to the Coliseum where he's going to address the media.
Uh, I mean, I just saw, you know, him favoring his leg a little bit, and um, it's just one of those things where, um, you know, he toughed it out and, you know, threw a touchdown, and, you know, he's one of the toughest players I played with, and then came to the sideline, got checked, and I was just told, you know, be ready to go in, and, uh, you know, that that's when I went in, so. How hard is it to be ready in that situation? Um, I mean, it's not, I mean, you just have to do what you got to do. Um, you know, you go in there a lot of times, uh, you're just trying to find completions, trying to play fast, because it's been a while, so you try to pick up the speed as much as you can and um, don't make a bad play worse. Um, so you just go in there, you're really just trying to get the win. You're trying to get the win, you're leaning on the guys. And they did a really good job. Defense did an awesome job stepping up when Carson went down, and uh, the guys really rallied. Um, it means a lot to this team, it means a lot to me. So I'm excited we're NFC's champs, but you know, it's an emotional guy you work with every day, you think the world of. I know I said earlier, I think he's the MVP. Um, you know, it's not easy, but uh, you know, I know this team will step up um, and rally no matter what. So we'll see what happens from here. Nick, how ready do you feel you are if you do have to leave this team for the rest of the season and into the playoffs? Uh, I'm absolutely ready. Um, I mean, that's why I'm here. So I'm ready to go, um, prepare every day, uh, work every day. So I'm ready to go, need be. Yeah. You know, it's odd. It's one of those things where uh, you don't think too much about it. You're really just thinking about getting a win. Um, you're really thinking about just coming out, finishing the game, and getting a W, and we did. Uh, you know, it was a big one on the road. Um, you know, it was a good environment for football. So. Yeah, Carson was there waiting for everybody when they were walking in. So, I mean, like I said, he's... Uh, one of the leaders on the team, he was right there, uh, making sure, you know, congratulate, congratulating and celebrating with everyone. So, um, it's really, you know, one of those things where um, they went uh, two man coverage and it was one on one inside. And Nelson did a great job of, you know, getting off his defender and I threw it away from his defender. He did a great job catching and getting the first down, and that allowed us to run a lot of the clock out, which is big. Um, it's based on coverage, so that was my. That's, you know. How great a moment is this for you to come in cold in a really important game? That's my job. Um, that's that's why they brought me here. Uh, and uh, just going in there, getting a win. Like I said, everyone stepped up when Carson went down because um, he means so much to his team and the city. So uh, it, it's great to get a win. Would that locker room have been as happy if, if Carson had been healthy in there? Did Wicked eat a bit of a damper on the locker room after the game? I mean, that's one. I mean, everyone's really excited because we put in a lot of work this season. Um, a lot, a lot of work. We've won a lot of games. And, you know, it's been a great team effort. Carson's been a big piece of that puzzle. Um, everyone's really excited about the win. But yeah, I mean, you have, you know, your your starting quarterback go down. It's uh, it's emotional. It's emotional for me. I work with him every day. We do everything together. Um, I'm excited we won, but at the same time, you know, I'm dealing emotionally with you know seeing him go down. That's you never want that. What was your conversation like? Uh, just seeing how he's doing. Um, and then, you know, he was watching every single play and just sitting on pins and needles watching. So, uh, and, you know, he wants to be out there, obviously. Nick, that third down call, Doug could have easily called out the play, made them burn their last time out, and put the defense on the field. It seemed to show a lot of confidence in you personally, just to, hey, it's a tough spot. If you make a bad throw, it's a good throw. For sure. And, um, 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I want the ball in my hands. Uh, you know, I love throwing the ball. I love having the ball in my hands, uh, making decisions. And it's one of those things in those situations, you know, hey, if it's not there, you either run. You know, you know what you got to do. Just don't don't make a bad play worse. And that was one of those things where Nelson, Nelson did a great job winning. Showed, Coach Peterson showed a lot of confidence. I mean, I have a long history with him, and he knows I can go out there and play. Um, so I'll, we'll see what happens. You know, right now I'm just, I've always tried to live in the moment. It's really just a lot of adversity um, for our team tonight, and it's a win tonight. Um, I'm blessed to do what I do. It's no hard feelings. It's crazy that it was with the Rams going out there, but at the same time, I'm just really happy to celebrate with the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, being NFC East champs, these guys have put in so much work. We've worked so hard this season, the coaching staff and everyone at the facility, and it's really, you know, a testament to them. So, uh, that's really what I focus on in these moments. Um, I'm going to be me. Um, when you are the starter, obviously you're more vocal. You're getting more reps. So that stuff changes, but I'm going to be me. Um, so I don't have to change. I just, you know, but we're going to see what happens, see how Carson's doing, and go from there. Yeah. Does that help coming into today that you were just kind of sitting on the Yeah, I mean, it helps. Anytime you get into a game and you have game reps, it helps. Um, so you just you, you get out there and you try to pick up the speed as much as you can because uh, the game just, as the season goes on, the game gets faster and faster. So. Where was your rank, uh, Big B, as a go to? <laughs> yeah. You know, he, yeah, I was just trying to get the ball away. One of those things where you're not making a bad play worse. And yeah, I'd, we won't design any plays for him. But he does a great job blocking. Awesome. Thank you all. So there is Nick Foles addressing the media at the Coliseum. Again, the state where he had his amazing seven-touchdown performance against a different team from the West, this time the Los Angeles Rams, getting a couple scoring drives coming in of relief for one and only Carson Wentz, helped the Eagles get the 43-35 to victory. Just I'm still – Blows my mind hearing the yeah. score coming out of this football game. The two top offenses, scoring-wise, in the league coming to this matchup, living up to its name by being able to put points going up and down the field all throughout the course of the game. But basically, Nick's saying he's going to remain himself, okay? It's emotional seeing Carson, someone who he's very close to, go down. But you know, he doesn't all of a sudden say to himself that if this is going to be his job for the foreseeable future, he's not going to try to do anything different, okay? This is a guy, like you said, Ike, he started in the league. He, look, he won the 2013 NFC East Divisional Championship game in Dallas. Yep. Okay? He's played in the playoffs. Okay? So he's been through the fire before. He's been the starting quarterback. This is nothing new to him. He's just coming into a situation now where the team has already clinched the division title with three games to go and is playing for playoff seating and potential home field advantage through the entire course of the way. And one positive thing you could say for the Eagles, they're 6-0 at home. Okay, so at least they're undefeated at home, so you figure you feel better about your chances if you can get teams to come to Philadelphia, especially if you can get that bye week. So hopefully that extra week could mean something positive for Carson Wentz. But again, we're all going to be holding our breath pretty much until Monday morning whenever the Eagles are able to do the MRI evaluation to find out and get the full evaluation, the full results from the testing there. 
Um, well, let's just assume, though, that, that Nick Foles will have to be the guy for the foreseeable future. Uh, this isn't all bad. I, I, I view Nick Foles as a guy that's unflappable, a guy who's going to go in there. He knows how to keep control of his emotions. He's not going to get too high, too low. Certainly a player that, that teammates love playing with. He certainly has that type of personality, will spread the ball around, will stay within the offense, not try to do too much, rarely makes a bad throw. Difficult to judge Nick Foles in a – in a, uh, a Jeff Fisher-led offense. Uh, but when he was in Chip Kelly's offense, when he was in Andy's offense as a rookie, when he got to play late in the year, when he went out to Kansas City last year uh, and had to fill in for Alex Smith, Nick Foles has done a pretty good job. Again, if you, if you have talent around him, if you have talent around him, he's more than capable of using the weapons around him and stand within the framework of the offense. I have no issue if Nick Foles has to take over, regardless of how long it is. This will boil down to the game plan and calling the game. How, what, what positions are you going to put Nick Foles in? Are you going to run the football a little bit more? Are you going to play the Nick's strengths? He can throw the ball down the field at times, but he doesn't have as strong of an arm as Carson Wentz. He's not the athlete. He's not the athlete that Carson Wentz is. So there are some things different. Especially in the that, pocket. Yeah, that, that he's going to be able to do. So you got you to account for those things. And when you have an offensive line that's banged up a little bit, you're also going to have to account for that. So I'm, I'm not so much worried about Nick Foles if he has to go in there because I think there's enough help around him and he's more than capable of being able to run an offense. As long as you put him in the right positions, I think Nick Foles can guide you to victories. How do you think the run game will change? Because one thing that was quite noticeable down the stretch was J.H.I. was the featured ball carrier. He look, he's looked comfortable, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. 15 carries, by far the most he's had in his time with the Eagles. Hadn't been above 10 carries in the game prior to today. So to me... Maybe does Doug Peterson and Frank Reich, do they lean more on Ajayi saying, look, we know you can be the bell cow. We need you to be the guy to take some of that pressure off of Nick Foles. Yeah, I think you have to. I think you have to. You got to run the football. I think Jay Ajayi looked as well as he did today, over five yards per carry, gave him the ball late in the game. He's able to tote the rock. Uh, and hold on to it. You can tell he's running with a lot of determination. He's running with purpose. He's running as if he wants you to continue to feed him the ball. And that's what you want at this time of the year. So uh, I like what I saw out of Jay Ajayi today. Look forward to seeing a lot more of that. And Corey Clement didn't look bad no, either for running the football. Certainly. All right, so come up on the show. Okay, we've heard from Doug Pearson. We've heard from Nick Foles. We are going to further analyze Nick Foles' performance in our RICO review at the RICO whiteboard where Greg Cosell and Fran Duffy are standing by. We're also going to have our Toyota Player of the Week nominees where you can vote and have a chance to win a brand new Toyota at the end of the season. But for those of you who are watching on Twitter or Facebook, we are going to say farewell. So we're going to give you this break to come on over to either PhiladelphiaEagles.com or the Eagles app to watch the rest of the show. So we will see you after these messages. chocolate at Dunkin'? That's like a big yummy hug. So hug it up. Hug more. Hug large. Hug medium. Hug that. Live the hug life with 199 medium or larger hot chocolate. America runs on Dunkin'. Finding the end zone is his specialty. In fact, he's found it over 17 times already today. 
He is a professional football watcher because he has NFL Red Zone from NFL Network on Xfinity. He catches every touchdown from every game Sunday afternoons all season long. Become a pro fan only with Xfinity. Switch to an X1 triple play and add the sports entertainment package to get NFL Red Zone. Call or go online today. So you love your game? So does he. You say ain't nobody going to work harder? He said the same thing. You get an hour of training in before the sun even comes up? Plenty of early risers out there. You got the gear, they got the gear. You got a secret weapon, this dude doesn't need one. See, this isn't just a game of inches, this is a game of ounces. And the next ounce you give might just be the one the other guy doesn't. Gatorade, rehydrate, replenish, and refuel. Simply write checking from Santander Bank. Just make one deposit, payment, withdrawal, or transfer each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Write Checking from Santander Bank. McDonald's introduces the new Buffalo Bacon Signature Crafted Recipe. Enjoy this sandwich on your choice of buttermilk crispy chicken, grilled artisan chicken, or quarter pound beef patty. McDonald's, I'm loving it. All right, welcome back to the post-game show presented by Rico. Ike, interesting enough, Zach Ertz doesn't play today, so Alshon Jeffrey gets 11 targets. He's the go-to guy in this offense. Who do you think will be that go-to guy for Nick Foles, okay? Obviously hard to tell, and again, with Ertz not playing, it's kind of hard with this little sample size to see who he might yeah. lean toward. But do you think he's someone who might use that arm to rely upon Alshon Jeffrey, or do you think it's still going to be the Zach Ertz show there when he comes back? Yeah, I, I believe so. Nick has always been a guy who likes to throw the ball down the hashes, right? So he's going to work the middle of that field. Uh, when he was here, it was either Jason Avant, you know, Jeremy Macklin when he was in the slot at, at times. You know, he'll take the deep pass on the play action when he gets to the plus 40 going in towards the end zone. But I think for the most part, if Zach Ertz is back in a week, you can imagine Zach Ertz, Trey Burton, Nelson Aguilar working that middle of the field. Every once in a while, Torrey Smith and Alshon Jeffrey will get their throws on the outside. But for the most part, Nick is most accurate throwing down the middle of the field. And speaking down the middle of the field, Nelson Aguilar key guy in the slot, and one of the biggest plays where not only was it a big-time throw and catch for Nick Foles and Nelson Aguilar, but just the amount of faith that the coaches yeah. showed him in this situation. Again, late in the game, third and long, the coaches figured, look, we could just run the ball, run a few seconds off, force the Rams to use a timeout and go from there and give him the ball back. But no, Doug Peterson was very confident in the offense, no matter who's in there at quarterback, and wanted to push the envelope to try to keep his offense on the field and keep the Rams on the sideline. And it worked. But why? So what we're going to do now is send it over to the Rico whiteboard for the Rico review where Greg Cosell and Fran Duffy are standing by. 
So from one great play on third and long to another great play on third and long, obviously two different quarterbacks. Now it's late in the game, just under two minutes left in this football game, and Nick Foles has the opportunity to ice this victory for the Philadelphia Eagles. Now Carson Wentz has already left the game with an injury. It's third and eight, must-have situation. What do we see from this Rams defense, and what are the Eagles hoping to do on offense? This is pretty big time. What the Rams are showing, it looks particularly on the outside, like it's man coverage, okay? This looks man all the way. But notice right here, this is Nikel Roby Coleman, okay? He's the slot corner over Nelson Aguilar. Two things to notice about him. Number one, his eyes are here, first of all, and his body is inside of Aguilar, okay? So that tells you, that's an alert, that it might not be man coverage, but it might be, particularly to that side of the field, something we call a trap coverage. Okay, and that's what it's going to be. Because the reason that Nikel Roby Coleman is playing a little bit inside is he wants Aguilar to break outside. He does not want Aguilar to get inside yeah. of him. He wants him to break outside because this corner up top, Kevin Peterson, he's not going to be playing pure man. He's going to turn back inside. So we can really clear that yep. and, and see how that works. So let's run this now, and you'll see exactly what happens. Look, right here. Perfect. Notice what's happening. You see Nikel Roby right here. He's walling Aguilar off. He does not want Aguilar to get inside of him. He wants him to break outside. Why? Because Kevin Peterson right here, he has turned. That's a trap concept. He's the trap corner. They want the throw to go outside so Aguilar can break right into that corner and either be an incompletion or, hey, if you're the Rams, you're looking for the interception. Yep. But what happens here is this is an unbelievable timing anticipation throw with tremendous accuracy by Nick Foles. So it's the timing and anticipation that beat the coverage. If he waits a beat longer, who knows? But the, the play beat the coverage because of the great execution of the play. And again, you call that a trap coverage right. because the, you, the defense is hoping to confuse the offense, make them think, oh, it's man. It's man. You want that outbreaking route. You think you're throwing for a first down to the sideline, but no, it's going right into the hands of the cloud corner there, the trap player. And the Eagles did a great job. That's yeah. Nelson Aguilar. That's Nick Foles. Uh, understanding the, the concept and understanding what the Rams could be doing on that play. You wait another beat on that throw, you're throwing it right into the coverage where the Rams want you to throw the ball. So Nick Foles coming up big. Carson Wentz obviously in the locker room at this point, but Nick Foles comes up big, helps ice the victory for the Eagles. All right, thanks, Greg and Fran. The complete All-22 review will be available for fans tomorrow morning here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com and the Eagles app. So we don't know who the quarterback will be moving forward, but we do know who's left on the regular season schedule. We're going to preview that as well as reveal the Toyota Player of the Week nominees after this final break here on the postgame show presented by Rico. No matter how you holiday, where you holiday, or who you holiday with, Stay bright with Dunkin's holiday coffee flavors like brown sugar cinnamon and peppermint mocha. Grab your favorite and make your holidays happen. The holidays run on Dunkin'. Come and see what's happening at your local Acme. Better sale prices, superior service, and great quality products. Cleaner, friendlier, fresher. Like fresher meat and seafood. And fresher produce and hundreds of organics. 
And our butchers cut our USDA choice Lancaster beef in store every day. So stop in, shop, and see for yourself why Acme is just better. Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Simply write checking from Santander Bank. Just make one deposit, withdrawal, transfer, or payment each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Write Checking from Santander Bank. Now is your chance to vote for the Toyota Player of the Week. Go to PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash Toyota Player of the Week to cast your vote and get a chance at a brand new Toyota. So who are you voting for this week? We're going to start with the man who stepped up in the absence of Zach Ertz. That's tight end Trey Burton. Two touchdowns, a career high for him. Some marvelous catches in all six targets on the day. 71 receiving yards. Just an outstanding performance overall by a guy who, you know, again, Zach Ertz, your, your leading receiver, your go-to guy in this yeah. offense for most of the season's out. So credit to both Brent Salek, who got the Eagles on the board early, and Trey Burton for stepping up in a big way. That guy's going to be a starter for somebody uh, in the near future. May not be here. He's in the final year of his contract. I know he'll be a free agent at the end of the year. Trey Burton has really turned himself into a nice, reliable weapon at that tight end position. Really able to go up and make a lot of the same athletic plays that Zach Ertz makes in this offense. So good job by Trey Burton filling in for Zach. Certainly so. Very deserving. Again, two touchdown grabs for him on the day. So second, we've been talking all throughout the show, Ike, about who is going to step up on defense. Because, you know, it, to me it was pretty easy who would represent the offense for the Toyota Player of the Week nominees. But who would be coming in and coming up for the defense? And I think Chris Long made his presence felt in the fourth quarter when he got the strip sack, recovered by Rodney McLeod. The Eagles need someone to make a play on defense. You know, Jared Goff and Todd Gurley pretty much were successful moving the ball up and down the field for most of the day, especially in the second half there. But Chris Long, you know, he's a guy who's been around the quarterback all season long, and it's amazing the production that the Eagles have gotten out of him this year. Yeah, so fitting. Defense struggle today to keep this high-powered Rams offense out of the end zone, but when they needed to come up with a play, who better than the former St. Louis Ram, the number one pick for this franchise back in the day, comes back to haunt him, making the game-winning sack, uh, forcing the fumble, giving the Eagles the opportunity to go ahead for good late in the game. Kudos to Chris Long coming up with the big play against his former team. Rodney McLeod, also a former That's Ram. That's right, Rodney McLeod. So it all Ram. comes full circle. Forgot so, about that, For those yeah. St. Louis Rams. So. That's right. All right, so last but not least, you know, we're going to pay homage to Carson Wentz and a phenomenal performance he had. Almost 300 yards, four touchdowns. We, we haven't really mentioned the fact that he set the franchise single-season touchdown record today with 33 now for the season. It, it seems like having four touchdown performances are nothing for him at this point. I believe this is his fifth performance of three or more scores this season. I think it's one short of the franchise record in that department, but, you know, just a phenomenal job with accuracy, ball placement, movement in the pocket, just everything that we didn't see last week against Seattle came back to fruition. 
this week on a big stage in a spotlight game going against, look, the guy who was picked ahead of you. Yeah, no brainer, no brainer. It was a duel I wanted to see all week long. Carson Wentz showed up despite the interception on the first drive. Loved the way he bounced back. Uh, his, his, his resiliency, the fact that he doesn't allow negative plays to weigh on him. I mean, there's, this is a no-brainer to me. He's the player of the game. They don't win this game without Carson Wentz and the performance that he had today, bringing them back time after time. You know, after that block punt, you're saying all the momentum is in the Rams' favor. They're going to win this game. No, Carson Wentz wasn't having that. Came back with a touchdown on fourth down to Alshon Jeffrey. Not to mention the big drive before the half to get three points to put them up by 10. Those three points were also crucial considering the Rams were getting the ball coming out of the, coming out of the locker room and the Rams went down and scored with these with that first drive. So Carson Wentz, to me, no-brainer player of the game. Broke the franchise record for the single uh, most touchdowns in a season. Don't know the extent of the injury, but certainly uh, this is a little feather in the cap for him to have his franchise record in a game like this. Four touchdowns going up against the guy that was picked one spot ahead of him a year ago. I think we got the right guy, Chris. I would believe so, <laughs> yes. Uh, to me, like you said, it's a no-brainer yes. in this instance. So, again, those are three nominees. But Carson Wentz, you think back to signature moments with other quarterbacks in Eagles history. You think back to Donald McNabb throwing for four touchdowns on the broken, on broken ankle. ankle. You look at the four-touchdown throw by Wentz. That came after he suffered the knee injury. So, he was not able to move in the pocket, but he was able to deliver that ball. And kudos to Alshon Jeffrey for reaching behind him to making that fingertip grab. I mean, that's something that – I don't even know if that pass was for him. No, it I mean, may not, maybe Aguilar right, was right, exactly. Right. <laughs> so, may not have been for him, but he came up with the play there. But so. like you said, the knee was already injured, didn't know the extent of it, and he wasn't able to step into that throw. No, could yeah. not do it, so still got it there. So, kudos to him. Again, PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash Toyota Player of the Week. I, I wanted to talk about Carson last because yeah. he deserves the award. Again, he was the player of the game, and hopefully, cross our fingers, it's not the last time we see him this season. So, yeah. now it's time to look at the Eagles' upcoming schedule, which is presented by NFL Ticket Exchange, powered by Ticketmaster, for the only 100% verified way to buy or sell NFL tickets. Visit NFLTicketExchange.com. So the Eagles took care of business of clinching the division title, which was huge because Dallas won earlier in the day, kind yeah. of prolonging it a little bit. So to me, it's great that the Eagles were able to win it on their terms. It wasn't like they had to backdoor back their way. It, yeah. Exactly. So well, the, the Cowboys Eagles, weren't letting them back into no, it. No, exactly. So. <laughs> They win. So, final three games of the season, Ike, you get the Giants, who have had a turmoil-filled season. They fired Ben McAdoo, fired the GM. You know, Steve Spagnuolo came in as the interim coach. Yep. Eli Manning, you have all the stuff with benching him and then bringing him back here. You know, their season's been a mess, but this might be, to them, their way to go out on a high note by knocking down the number one seed, whether it's with or without Carson Wentz. Yeah, and again, it's going to be uh, interesting to see how this team uh, has to display their, their resiliency once again. Again, we don't know the extent of Carson's injury, but if he's not able to go next week, uh, how does the team come out? Are they able to rally around Nick Foles? Can they keep the energy up the way that they had it for today? They came in ready to play today. They knew they were in for a dogfight. They were up for the challenge against the Rams. It's going to take a lot for them to get themselves back up next week against a divisional foe. Third straight game on the road. That can be difficult as well. Uh, if, if Carson isn't able to go, 
do the Giants sort of see that as a way of getting a victory and they come in with the energy? So it'll be interesting to see how Doug's able to get these guys ready to go. I'll tell you one thing. Uh, it really hasn't been a problem since this guy has been the head coach with this team being ready to go no. week in and week out. So I'll, I'll, take it for, I'll, I'll take it on face value that the team will be ready to play next week. Hopefully it's good enough. That's why one of the things that was reassuring about the win today was how aggressive Doug was with the play call. Yeah. We didn't see that last week in Seattle. It seemed like that the team just wasn't itself. They got back to their ways. You saw the, the nice celebration with the flying V after Brent Selleck's first touchdown, paying homage to the Mighty Ducks movie there. Uh, <laughs> but it's just, it's just nice that it seemed like they were getting back to having fun and the things that they were doing to get them to this point here. So they were getting back to that a little bit there today. So hopefully, whether it's with or without Carson Wentz, they'll be able to continue that mojo moving forward. And then the last two games are at home. And, you know, hopefully this will be the last time the Eagles are on the road for the yeah. season if they can somehow – Get the number one seed for the entire postseason. And again, the road to the Super Bowl would have to come through Philadelphia. So that's going to do it for this edition of the postgame show presented by Rico. Again, the Eagles win by a score of 43-35 to over the Los Angeles Rams. Carson Wentz exits the game with a knee injury. He'll have a full evaluation on Monday. Doug Pearson's press conference is live at noon here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com and the Eagles app. So you will definitely not want to miss that. Ike Reese will be on the air at 2 p.m. tomorrow, recapping what head coach, the head coach says, as well as taking everyone's calls. And depending on the news, it might be we might be breathing a sigh of relief, or you Hopefully. might you might have to you might have, might to, have to calm some people down. Exactly, yeah, that might, might have to be the case down. here. So yeah. either well, who's way, who's gonna calm me down? Who's gonna calm me down? <laughs> I'll be here for you, Ike. Okay, <laughs> as you're walking through the building the next couple of days, doing your game plan show. We got we got each other's back here, so. Again, thank you very much for joining us here. So we have complete coverage all throughout the night here on Philadelphia.com and the Eagles app and all day tomorrow. So stay tuned for the latest news when it comes to quarterback Carson Wentz and his knee injury. So for Ike Reese, I'm Chris McPherson. For all of us here at the Philadelphia Eagles, thank you for joining us. And everyone, have a great Eagles night. The Eagles are NFC East champions for the 2017 season.